Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, May 22nd. Thank you guys for tuning in. So happy to be back this week. We have a lot of beauty news and a really interesting conversation for tonight. So sit back, relax, join us. If you have a question or um, a comment for tonight's conversation, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that's 914-803-4399. 4399. See a couple familiar numbers um, on the uh, switchboard right now, but first I'm going to turn it over to Denise so she can greet you and give us a little bit of news. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Beauty Talk. Uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, we'll be hanging out on Twitter using the hashtag beauty talk. Um, we are at beauty underscore talk on Twitter. So join us over there. If you have any questions or comments, we'll make sure we get those questions answered and those comments read. Um, so we'll be looking forward to you all joining us there. But just very quickly, something from the powder group, uh, Becoming You. Becoming You takes place Monday, June 6th through Wednesday, June 8th um, in Saratoga Springs, New York. In this new and interactive program, uh, the Powder Group family of self-care leaders will bring participants through a broad range of experiences and exercises crafted around creating a stronger sense of empowerment, growth, and wellness through a deeper connection uh, to self. Uh, Developed and presented by James Vincent, 
uh, Sarah Regano, Stacey Robinson, and Michael DeVellis. This program has been developed to give attendees not only practical tools to work with uh, moving forward, but also the permission to prioritize their personal development in all aspects of their lives. This sounds interesting. <laughs> For creatives in an industry that requires um, that requires us to be constantly strive towards success while actively listening and attending to the needs of others. Um, taking time for your own self and your own well-being um, at times seems selfish, um, disconnected, or appear as a, um, a lesser priority. But instead, the Powder Group's inviting this whole beauty community to see this focus as a tool um, to help us all grow and thrive. So to register for this event, um, of course, you can go to thepowdergroup.com. Uh, the 2022 schedule is as follows. There's a welcome gathering um, on that Sunday evening, June 5th at 6 p.m. And the program dates are June, Monday, June 6th through Wednesday, June 8th. Um, the time on Monday and Tuesday is from 10 a.m. to 6 and Wednesday is from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And again, that's in Saratoga Springs, New York, Becoming You, uh, June 6th through Wednesday, June 8th. Again, if you're um, interested, you can register online by going to thepowdergroup.com. And over the three days, um, they will open you up to new ideas, tools, and techniques for incorporating self-focus into your everyday life. Um, you will explore the idea of energy and its overall effects on you, your relationship with yourself and those around you. Um, develop processes together. Talk about tips to implement balance in your lives and put them in perspective. Explore the idea of alignment in your physical wellness and self-care needs so that um, you have energy available for all areas of your life. <laughs> That's something we all need. Um, challenge and let go of old thought patterns, preventing personal growth and holding you back from feeling uh, worthy, and developing a stronger sense of self-understanding, empathy, motivation, and drive, and allowing you all to stand stronger within yourselves and give more to those around you um, in your personal and professional lives. And so this event um, is sponsored, of course, by Rebels and Outlaws, Form and Light. And for the Powder Group Pro members, this class is $590. For non-members, the class is $790. And you must make a deposit of $190 to hold your, um, to hold your seat for the class. And so all information for travel and accommodations is listed on um, uh, the Power Group website, and if you have any questions, you can all, besides um, checking out the website, you can call 212-627-7447, or you can email info at thepowdergroup.com. Again, that's info at thepowdergroup.com, or you can call 212-627-7447, and again, you must make a deposit of $190. If you're a Powder Group member, the cost is $590. And if you're a non-member, the cost is $790. All right. The Powder Group always comes up with some great, uh, well, Michael always comes up with some great programs. Yeah, he does. Really great programs. And, you know, we, we talk so much about, we talk so much about makeup and hair and the beauty industry, and, and we're, all, we're, all, we're always so craft-focused. And, again, mm -hmm. like they said, you're always giving so much to everybody else. We don't take the time to, to you know, give back to ourselves and, you know, and to replenish our, ourselves. So it's, I think this is a great class or a great exercise. It will be a great exercise. You know, and we have to start thinking about that and being very 
mindful of mindfulness and self, you know, self-care to yourself. You know, we in the service industry for too long serving other people and forgetting about ourselves, neglecting ourselves. So um, I think that's a, that's a great, uh, great program that he's putting together there. I just Absolutely. want to quickly remind everyone, I made the announcement the last time we were on, um, just a couple of dates to keep in mind or to prepare for uh, <clears throat> June 25th and 26th. Um, the ISSE show is in Long Beach. It's normally January, but um, it's, they moved it to June because of COVID. It's the International Salon and Spa Expo, Long Beach, California. Again, the dates are June 25th and 26th. There's still time to purchase tickets if you uh, wish to do so. And like most membership-based organizations, um, members have a discounted cost. And then there's also a general admission cost. And if you want to know more information about that or to even purchase, go to probeauty.org. Again, that's probeauty.org. And then also CosmoPro Las Vegas is July 12th through the 14th. And I mentioned the last time that there is a new venue, okay? Normally it's, the, it's at the Madeley Bay, but it's not this year. It's at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Again, Cosmo Pro has a new venue, Las Vegas Convention Center, and that's July 12th through the 14th. And, again, um, probeauty.org for more information or for tickets. We also mentioned, and we had Jalea Pettis on the line. Um, she's the uh, Naha winner for, for this year. And um, she, we had her on the line talking for about, for, yeah, for makeup. And we had her on the line talking about her experiences. But I also, in my beauty news, had mentioned a NAHA membership program. And um, one of the things that we know about the program is that it's for those artists who've never um, been a NAHA finalist. So you could be someone who's applied um, Naha, but you've never become, you were never a finalist. And so those were the people who were qualified for this program, and they have announced back on the 16th of this month, they announced their um, membership finalists. And so I'm just going to give you the names. That's um, Brandy Fautinot, Aaron Jackson, Emma Hancock, Guy McAdam, and Sarah Harris. So it's five uh, membership, uh, mentorship finalists, and on uh, the 23rd of this month, which is tomorrow, um, the shoot winner will be announced, and then on June 27th, <coughs> excuse me, June 27th at ISSE in Long Beach, they will actually have a shoot to take place. So the winners, um, whoever the, the mentorship uh, winner is, they are awarded a photo shoot for, you know, if, if you remember us, um, I can't remember if we posted Jalea's pictures or not when we were talking about it, um, not when she, after she won, but before she won. We, or at least we gave out the, uh, the, the website for you to go look at them. So if you're familiar with Naha, you, you have to do a photo shoot so that you can present your pictures. And Jalea was telling us about how, 
like they couldn't be retouched or, um, for instance, like with Julia, she did the hair and makeup for her models. Hair could be retouched since she was a finalist for makeup. And so if you were a hair finalist, your hair couldn't be retouched, but you could retouch the makeup. Um, So the mentorship program helps you to prepare for your photo shoot. It helps you just to, to you know, learn all the ins and outs of applying to be a NAHA NAHA finalist and to become a winner. So tomorrow, one of those five people will be awarded the photo shoot and the mentorship um, program, and then they'll shoot their final photos on June 27th at ISSE. So we'll watch this a little closely to see who's gonna who's gonna win, and um, and I'll try to post on the Beauty Talk Instagram page tomorrow the the actual winner. But um, happy for these people, and whoever's gonna get that mentorship is really really getting a treat because I think if it's your first time, sometimes you just don't know and don't know what's you know too much or not enough or what you should and shouldn't be doing. So your mentorship um, is going to be with someone who's, who's won this thing before and then other, um, other leaders in the industry. So I find that to be very exciting. So we'll see how it goes. We shall see. So tonight's conversation, we're, we're talking about social media social media, and this has been um, on my mind for a while now, and we've been having conversations kind of, you know, in and out of conversations for probably the last couple of weeks where we've just been, you know, we've been talking about social media um, as it relates to business, as it relates to our personal lives, our careers, and and just basically, you know, the social media, you know, how has it served us? And is it still serving us? Um, you know, what are we getting from it? Um, and I posed that question to to a couple of people, and hopefully, you know, somebody, some people can call in tonight and, and kind of talk a little bit about what, you know, um, they're getting from social media, if anything, or what they've given to social media, if, it, if anything. But I just want to read a couple of definitions of what social media is. So according to the dictionary, social media is websites and applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. Wikipedia describes it as interactive digital channels that facilitate the creation and sharing of information, ideas, interests, and other forms of expression through virtual communities and networks. So pretty much <laughs> almost the same definition, but it, Wikipedia is a little bit wordier. <laughs> but basically, it, I mean, it, it says it all. You know, it's an, mm-hmm. it enables users to create, to share content, or to participate in, like, social networking. Um, you know, it, 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 it helps in sharing of information, ideas, interests, um, other forms of expression, you know, like I said, through virtual communities, through virtual networks. So I think that to, you know, it, 
and I and I know this is going to age me, but who cares? <laughs> but I think back to to the MySpace days, and I always say that they should bring MySpace back because within MySpace you had everything. It, MySpace was like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, and all of these other things. Um, LinkedIn. It was like everything wrapped into one because you know, you had your whole profile. You can chat on your profile. People can comment on your page. People can, um, you know, they can see your photos. Um, you could add videos, I think. Um, it was just a lot that you can do with MySpace in one particular, um, you know, one particular application, whereas now everything is just so separate because once people kind of started slowly fading away from MySpace, when MySpace was around, Facebook started coming around. You know, a lot of college kids were using Facebook, and then everybody started using Facebook. And then Twitter came about. And so when all of those things came about, you know, MySpace kind of faded away and just remained for musicians. And so with, with Facebook, you know, people were, like, catching up with family members from across the country. Um, you know, high school friends, college friends, or whatever. It was a way for people to communicate with, you know, their friends and family from all over the country. You know, people just constantly sharing photos and sharing whatever they wanted to share. They could share it on Facebook. And Twitter, you know, it was it was the same thing. I love Twitter so much because, you know, you only had a certain number of characters, so, you know, you weren't sitting there writing writing like a whole essay like some people do on Facebook. You know, with Twitter, it was like a lot shorter. You, you said what you had to say. You know, people responded. It was a great way of putting out information. Um, it was a great way of, of, of meeting people. Like, for instance, you know, I always say for, um, like for me with social media, social media on a personal level, it was always about, you know, relationships, you know, the relationships that I made with people on social media. There are people that I met on social media that I have never seen face-to-face to this day. Like, I think I joined Twitter in, like, 2008, I believe, something like that. And there are people that I know from Twitter that I've talked to. I've talked to on the phone. that We've talked through social media, and I've never met them face-to-face. But they're such strong relationships that if I needed something business-wise or career-wise, those people could help me out and vice versa. It's because of that relationship that we have. And then, you know, um, it was also on a personal level, like these online relationships turned into friendships, um, almost turned into a sisterhood. And then on the business side of things, social media was always a great source of information. You know, either I could share information on social media or I could receive information on social media. So it was a, a great place to share. People shared everything on Twitter. If they were planning an event, that went on to Twitter. You know, whether they they were just kind of typing out what it was or they were attaching a photo, it all went on to went to Twitter. And that, that's what people use to get information out there. If people were, you know, had a blog post, they shared it on Twitter. Um, if people had um, just anything, I mean, anything you can think of, they shared it right there on Twitter. Um, so it was a great way of building a network of uh, followers. If you had a business, it was a great way of building a network of customers. 
Um, being a makeup artist, it was a great way of, of, of building followers. If you had people that, you know, followed your career, whatever you could share, um, tips. I remember um, the hashtag that was going around, wake up to makeup, and you would use that hashtag to share tips. And it was a, it was a big thing. Like everybody would share tips using that hashtag. Um, and it was, it was just such a great resource and it was such a great way for people, um, especially in the beauty industry, it was a great way that we all connected. And then career-wise, um, I think social media was always great so that people could know who you are. You know, you were letting people know who you are by the things that you posted. Um, you were sharing your knowledge of the industry. So, you know, you're looking like an expert because you know certain things about, you know, about your industry. And so that was a great way of sharing um tips, you know, product knowledge, things like that. So, you know, for all those reasons, I believe social media has served me well. Um, but, you know, right now I'm wondering, I'm still trying to figure out how it's serving me now. Um, and, and I'm trying to figure out how do I make it work for me because there are so many elements now in social media that I don't like that are no longer useful. And so I'm trying to figure out for me, um, how do I make it work for me? Yeah. Um, I kind of, a lot of the things that you said and touched on, I kind of feel the same way. Um, just if I could just sum my feelings up or my story up. Um, you know, in the very, very beginning, like you said, MySpace, I was introduced to MySpace on set. And, um, like you said, you know, it was it was a little bit of everything, and it was kind of fun. And, you know, first of all, I, I didn't really know exactly what it was, but I signed up, just, you know, familiarized myself with it, and I saw it as an opportunity to just um, learn about other people in my business, but just, you know, in entertainment and in other industries as well. And so... Um, so it was good. I, I really loved MySpace. And then, like you said, eventually Facebook came along, and I avoided Facebook for the longest of times because when I would get on and just to see what it was about, I saw a lot of <laughs> people from high school on it, and I was like, okay, too soon, too soon. Don't really want to be <laughs> connecting with a bunch of them. <laughs> so I stayed right. on MySpace for a little while longer. But then when I saw some of the – celebs going over to uh, Facebook, I was like, okay, so what's going on? What is this Facebook, you know? And when I went over and then I just thought, oh, okay, well, you know, people can get in touch with you, family and friends that are in other areas of the country. So I signed up. Um, and then, like you said, MySpace was really going more so toward just the music industry or what have you. But I found that, and then, like you said, Twitter came along. And I remember, because you and I used to talk about it all the time, you were the Twitter person. I preferred Facebook. And the reason why I preferred Facebook is because there was really no limit to what you could say. That was the main reason why I preferred that. Um, but, again, it was just a way of sharing information, sharing content. Instagram started to come along, and now it was, all of a sudden it's all these things. But, again, for me, it was just 
sharing my pictures, um, not really looking at it so seriously because eventually all of these things started coming in as like business and marketing tools. You know, um, before it was just, oh, we're going to share our pictures, I'm going to post what happened. Next thing you know, you have um, experts and uh, what do you call them, uh, brand ambassadors and um, influencers. Influencers, thank you, and influencers. And now it's kind of like changing the whole game of what this, um, you know, what social media is all about. And I felt like it was beginning to be, okay, so now I have to follow a formula and I need to be posting this amount of times a day. And, you know, I can't speak for everybody in the industries that they work in, but, you know, working in film and TV, it was hard. If I had some things that I wanted to post, you know, by the time you had the opportunity to sit down to actually try to post, I could be trying to make one post all day long because you're getting up, sitting down, getting up, sitting down, doing the, you know what I mean? And it's just so much going right. on in your day that it's sometimes hard right. to post. And you know that there's these apps out there that you can, uh, you know, give all your information to and they'll set up your post. But honestly, they're going to, put the post out at a certain time, but you still have to create the post. You know what I mean? So for me, social media has started to begin to be like a job. And right. it, was beginning to be, it was beginning to be too much because you could go somewhere, and it's like you can't even really enjoy where you are and what you're doing because you're busy pulling out your phone, trying to snap a photo so you can have something to post on social media. So it was becoming that, and that to me was becoming too much, you know, because it's, it's almost like you can't really be in the moment because you're trying to grab something to post. You know, posting was beginning to be something that was, you know, kind of taking over your day. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't post today. Or, you know, oh, I'm supposed to do this, you know, I'm supposed to have this many posts a week. Like I said, following some kind of formula. So now you've got these experts telling you, how to maximize your social media presence and, you know, how to beat the algorithm and, and, and all these different things. And for me, that was becoming too much. Again, like you were saying, I believe, in, you know, at a certain point of time on social media, it did serve me well. You know, it was an opportunity to reach out to other makeup artists and share information with them, share tips with not just them but everyday women um, sharing skincare tips, sharing products and product knowledge and um, introducing people to new products, that kind of thing. So, yes, it gave me a platform to, um, to really share. Um, but I also, for me, I, in the beginning, when I'm realizing, okay, what this social media is, I wanted it to be an opportunity not just to, like, network with, other makeup artists, for me, I really wanted it to be an opportunity to network with other people in my industry and and to learn more about, you know, like film and television industry, um, the cosmetics business. Um, it was more so for me to network with people and to learn um, more about what I'm involved in, um, which right. it, it has 
it has helped me to do so. So, I, you know, it has served me well, but it got to the point where it was becoming too much because as I'm learning more about whatever social media outlet it was, things with those outlets are starting to change. So, you know, it's like, like you were talking about mm-hmm. 2000, I think, eight or something like that on Twitter. It was earlier than that for Facebook and Instagram, you know, Instagram. So it's like right. you're on social media for a very long time, and you've seen the changes. And now it's getting to the point like it's just like in order for you to, for people to even see your, your page, at this point, the way things are set up, it's like on Facebook you need to be advertising. Um, on 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 Instagram you need to be doing uh, reels. Uh, it's just a lot, and I know, no disrespect to anyone, but I know that that's how some people make their money. They get out there, right. and they make these reels, and they and they talk about all these different products for brands, and that's how they make their money. Well, good luck with that, because I just can't. It's just so. It's a lot, and I can't have but, you a know, full-time job to do that. But also you have, you have these social media coaches, and, you know, and nothing against social media coaches. I mean, if you can teach people certain things and, and they, can, they can do great on social media, fine. Make your money however you need to make your money. But, you know, with, with everything constantly changing with social media, I don't, for me, Honestly, I don't I don't understand why people pay coaches to coach them. Right. I don't understand that because you know, I sit here and I, and I know people personally that I sit and I watch and it's like, you know, they're constantly trying to catch up, constantly trying to catch up. You know, they're following the so-called formula that's constantly changing while they're trying to follow it. But yet they're doing what the coaches are telling them to do. But they're not seeing the growth in their business that, that they want to see. And, again, like I said early on in this conversation, you know, on the personal side of things, which really translated into the business side of things as well, it was all about those relationships that I made and developed early on on social media mm-hmm. that I can depend on to this day. You know, there, there, there's one brand that um, I tried to support this brand for the first time, um, and I made a purchase, and I'm sitting waiting, you know, I get my confirmation saying that the purchase is made, it'll be shipped out, all this stuff, and then a day or two later, I get a, um, I get an email saying that my, um, my money was being refunded to me. And I'm thinking, well, what's going on? Are they out of the product? Like, what's going on? And then I get another email saying that my money was refunded to me, but they're saying because I've been such a great supporter of the brand and the brand owner over the years that all of my products were being comped and they were sending me additional products as well. So that's what I mean when I talk about relationships. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that was the beauty of social media for me for, for years. It's just meeting people online. And not to cut you off, but to add to that, um, this particular brand that you're speaking of, um, the brand owner is someone that, like you said, we used to network with just on social media back when she had a beauty blog. And mm-hmm. um, so when she, before she even came out with her line, 
you know, we had her on Beauty Talk. You know, and then it's so, so the great mm-hmm. thing about it is you get to, like you said, some of these people you haven't even met in person, but you've been connected with them for years. You saw when they started off, like you said, with her beauty blog. And then uh, before she even started her, her, um, her brand, and then you just kind of were, were able to follow her through all of those steps and all of those stages in, her, in the development of her brand to the point now um, one of her polishes is one of Oprah's favorites, and, you know, she has all this exposure. You know, so, so for, for those reasons, it's great to kind of, like you said, build those relationships. You get to cheer on some of these people who are doing different things. Um, you know, when, when you're looking for information or for something, you know, for whatever you're looking for, you kind of know the people to reach out to. Some of these people that you've built relationships with over the years, and that's one of the um, one of the things that I really love because I don't know if I if I've ever said this on this show, but I wanted to start this show, Beauty Talk, because there's a local um, um, DJ. Well, not DJ, but uh, what do you call them on the radio? Are they call considered DJs when they're on the radio. Um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. so just uh, radio DJ. The, yeah, radio DJ in the um the DC area at the time, um, on MySpace. I was following her on MySpace and she talked about she had she started a blog talk radio show. And I was like, mm. What's that? And I and I followed her, I mean, you know, and I, I looked into it and I saw what it was. And I was like, wow, we should do something like that, you know, and, and, and talk beauty, just beauty-related stuff. And, you know, we started and talked, and we didn't know what we were doing and started inviting people. But just following her on MySpace is, is why we, 14 years later, we have this show. And then... Not only that, but just the, the Facebook, um, Twitter, networking with, or you know, other makeup artists, other makeup artists reaching out, wanting to follow you um, on those social media platforms. When we were doing this show, we used to have a, um, what was it called here on, on Blog Talk Radio? They used to have a, uh, it was like a, um, a chat of some sort, like a, we used to call it our beauty Oh, they had a chat room. room. Yeah, we called it the yeah, beauty room. Yeah, it was our chat room. Yeah, so they had a chat room here on Blog Talk Radio, and we used to call it um, the beauty lounge because a lot of those makeup artists that use, that would follow us on Facebook and Twitter, they would come on every Sunday night in that chat room. And as we're no, interviewing Thursday our, night. Oh, yeah, that's right. We started off on Thursday nights before we moved to Sunday, but they were always in the chat room. They were always in the beauty lounge chatting about the conversation that we had going on, asking questions, and it was a thing. It had become a thing. You know what I mean? Like, and I just think I feel like for some makeup artists, and I'm not saying everybody, but some people really needed that. A lot of times that really kept people, kept those artists motivated, um, something to look forward to, 
especially when you're new and you're starting out, you kind of want to um, build those little groups or communities of other, you know, of artists to stay connected to. So it's just like social media has helped create those kinds of things. Um, so like, like I said, I, I mean, I feel like it has really served me well, but trying to keep up with the direction as to where social media is going and has gone, um, it just really has me sitting around thinking like, okay, how am I going to move forward on social media? Because what I don't want to do is be frustrated and feeling like I have to post all the time just to keep my numbers. At this point, I don't care about numbers. I don't care about numbers because I don't use, for me, and a lot of people do, but for me, I don't use social media as a way to get jobs. Right. I I just don't. Um, And the way the film and television industry is going, oh, my God, before we wouldn't post pictures until the actual movie or show came out. Now it's getting so bad, it's like, on some of these shows, you're not going to be able to post anything at all at no time. Right. So it's not, it's not a, something where I post my work. Right. It's just not. I mean, we. I mean, the thing is, like you said, for some of these shows, things are getting so tight, security is getting so tight, it, it's like you absolutely cannot post. You almost can't even post, like, you know how we post, like we're on the trailer and we're taking pictures of our setup and stuff like that. You can't even mm-hmm. you can't even really post that kind of stuff, and definitely you can't tag like where you are or you know the name of the show. It's just for some things, it's just a no no. So it's like at that point, you're just like, why bother? Why mm-hmm. bother? You know, and and for some of these shows, you can you can't post until of course after the show is released, but. For some of these studios, you even have to get permission then. So it's like, why bother? Like, like if you have like, you know, set up, set up like your station set up, or your like if you have products you want to take photos of, you can do all of that. So when that show, you know, airs, you can go in now and 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 kind of release those photos, but you still can't say what show it came from. So you mm-hmm. have to find creative ways of getting getting it out there of you know, what you do and allow, and, you know, letting people in to see what you do. You have to find creative ways of doing that. Yeah, so you got to find creative ways of doing that. Absolutely. It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. So I want to go to the phone lines um, to hear from a caller about tonight's topic. Looks like it's making, I believe. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is Maggie Mae. Hey. That's what I thought. How are you? Yeah, you know I'm here. You know I'm listening. I am right. ready to go. Um, I mean, it's a really good topic, social media. Um. I don't know. I think back to when I first started using social media, it was college book for me. And it was just a great way to um, 
meet people at the school you were going to, meet people at other schools in the surrounding areas and universities. And, you know, it was just a great way. It was fun. It was, that's where they have the loves and the likes and all of that type of stuff. So that's kind of, I feel like, one of my first experiences with social media. And then, I, of course, I did, like, the MySpace for a little bit. And then, you know, Facebook. Um, but now I feel it's like, as far as the industry um, is concerned um, and social media in general, social media for me is more 50-50. Like, it's a way for me to, like, decompress. Um, and just kind of like scroll and look at what other people got going on and, you know, see what's out there. But then at the same time, you know, it has been an opportunity to um, meet people that I don't think I would have ever been necessarily in the same space with or, you know, these virtual rooms or anything like that. So that's kind of been, I think, an upside for it. Um, I've met some photographers and got a couple of different things like outside of um well no I would say you know in television and film you know just trying to get you know like my days and stuff and you know people have projects and they need help so I think it's a great way when you're starting off like especially on Facebook um to just kind of like get those jobs and you know, meet other artists, meet other people in the industry, directors, photographers, um, you know, just other crew members, um, and just kind of network that way. Um, but it's not like the end-all, be-all. But then, like, I mean, Blog Talk Radio, even though this is a radio station, it's still social. We can still dial in. This is still a virtual space, and I can still talk to you all. Um, and right. connect, um, and you all bring like other artists. And I think for me, like when I found you both, it was like, okay, I'm learning more about other artists too, because you all have other people that and other guests and other shows. Um, but then I'll, I don't look at like my Instagram, like, oh, this is like my website. Absolutely not. Um, I have my own website still, but I have learned that people do ask for it. They want to see instantly, like, what, what, you know, how can I get to see what you're capable of, right? Because we have our cell phones, like, right with us at all times. I don't know anybody that just doesn't have their cell phone with them. So they can instantly just go look at your body of work, then click on your website, and then just kind of take it from there um, until they have, you know, until it's a little bit more, I think, convenient for them. Uh, but it's still not a website, y'all. Um, please don't get it confused. But um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of been one of those things. Like, it's 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 50-50, you know. I, I think it's a wonderful way just to kind of engage with, um, I think I heard, um, I, th I don't know if it was Denise or Denise say, you know, meet other art, uh, other artists or other people in the industry, whether it's fashion, um, you know, the other directors, writers, you know, just other people just to see, like, kind of how they do things or what their thought process is. Um, that's one of the things that I got from Clubhouse. You know, you can go into those different rooms and just kind of, like, either engage or you can just listen and just kind of, you know, just kind of understand your industry 
and whatever that is for you. So I don't know. I'm a little 50-50 on it. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all, but, you know, um, I think it's a great instant way to get people engaged with you. And, you know, sometimes it can be a determining factor um, of what your Instagram looks like. I've heard people say that. Um, being mindful of, like, you know, what you're posting. Even if you if you don't post a whole lot, well, what content do you have on there, and is it tasteful? So, you know, it's a lot of different things because these days people are, I hate to say, use the word judging you sometimes, but they are making a quick decision, you know, by just kind of looking at their social social media and, you know, even employers do it with the jobs. So, you know, they're looking at your social media content and, you know, they're determining whether they want to hire you or not. <laughs> so I've heard it not just in our industry, but in a lot of industries, um, you know. So it's just something to be mindful of. I mean, it's just the way of the world now. So I don't know. Absolutely. It's definitely a way of the world. It's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> anytime, anytime Donald Trump is talking about starting his own social media outlet, I mean, you, you can see the importance of it to most people, you know. Um, people really use it as a business tool. Um, I really right. wish... You know, but I really wish um, Instagram, Facebook, I really wish, like, on those social media outlets, they could have stayed exactly how they were from the very beginning, and then they create a social media outlet or two or three for business purposes. You know what I mean? Like, where you, you know, where you do your advertising, where you do, you know what I mean, where, where, where an algorithm may really mean something or um, do one for business and let the other ones just be like, oh, I'm sharing my photos, you know, this is what I ate at the restaurant, you know, stuff like that. Not so serious, you know, just whatever. I'm posting whatever. But now it's just, to me, it's just turned into this (laughs) big business kind of thing, and it's just a lot. It's a lot of work. And I I recently have seen on social media a lot of people who um, one particular woman she's a photographer she's just experiencing burnout in general I guess just burnout from just business the hustle of just you know of business and then social media was a part of that you know and now it's just like. If it, ha- if it doesn't serve, a, a, you know, a certain type of purpose, she's not really going to even be on social media anymore. And then there's another, there's a guy who's basically saying that it, it, it's getting to the point where, you know, social media is beginning to be too much. And so he's only going to be talking about three things. And one of the things that he's going to talk about is his family, which is what he does already. Uh, he mainly talks a lot about his daughter, rather. So he's going to be doing family stuff. He's going to be doing um, – he's going to be uh, educating, 
and then, which is what he loves to do. He loves to teach, so he's going to be educating on there, and then he's going to be, like, networking um, with um, other people that's in his same industry, and that's it. And if it's not those things, he's not going to be on social media. I feel like people are getting to the point now where it has gotten to be so much that they're they're spending so much time trying to be present on social media. And, and as we know, that means posting all the time, engaging, and just trying to keep up with what's going on. It's really beginning to be too much. Yeah, it's, it's hard and, to um, it's hard to be present and to work full time. You know, regardless yeah. of what industry you're in. You know what I mean? And, and again, like I said. Like you were talking earlier about the algorithm and how the algorithm is constantly changing, and you're constantly trying to keep up with that. Um, you're constantly trying to keep up with that, so it's just really hard to 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 maintain all of that and, and to to do it well. And so, you know, that's why some people who kind of do it well, they have somebody doing that for them. You know what I mean? You have some people like most of the people that I know that I see who have a lot of followers, and they're, like, constantly posting. They don't work a full-time job. Some of them, they stay at their home mom or whatever, you know, so they're always home. They've hired photographers to take photos of them. Um, and most of these people are, and when I say they're stay-at-home moms, you know, they're, they're, they're doing okay financially, like their husbands are providing for them. So a lot of times you, we can't look at social media and think, a lot of these people who are influencers or people who have a lot of followers, like they're just so great at what they do. Um, I'm not saying everybody does this, but some people do buy followers, you know, and because they know people are going to look at those numbers and those numbers are going to mean something to people that look at them who, who actually are into those numbers. And so it's not always what we think it is. It's not always reality when we look at social media. It's not always the truth. So um, I'm saying all that to say don't get caught up in a lot of stuff that you see. But you'll have a lot of stay-at-home moms. Like I said, they'll hire somebody to take photos of them so they're creating that content, and then they'll go. And and sometimes they'll have people write the copy for it. They'll have people write their captions, and they'll schedule it out, and there you go. And so it's easy for somebody to to do a reel, have fun doing a reel, or jump on a live when – all of their content for their feed is already scheduled. You know what I'm saying? So it's not right. an easy thing to do because, like you said, even if you plan to do to schedule three posts a week, you still have to plan those posts. So there's going to be times when you're going to sit down and you're going to think out what you're going to post, what it's going to look like, what photos going to go with it, or if it's going to be a reel, or if it's going to be a story. You have to plan that content out. So there's, that's still time that you're taking out of your day to create all of this. And if you've got a full-time job and you've got children and you have a husband and you're trying to do all of that, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So when you see people who are very successful at that, they don't have all of that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't, they don't have they don't have – some people don't have kids or some people, like I said, if they do have kids and they're doing all this stuff, they don't have a full-time job. So we have to stop looking at everybody on social media and trying to do what everybody else is doing because 
we're not the same. We're in different situations, different work situations, different, you know, home situations. We can't look at everybody else and try to compare ourselves to them and wonder why we can't do what they're doing. Because we don't live the lives that they live. Right. You know, they may have, they I may, totally you know, like agree. I said, it's, you know, total different situations, total different situations. I can't work, you know, a full-time job in film and television, working 16, 17 hours a day, five days a week, you know, doing an 80-hour week, and then come home on Saturday and think I'm going to create content. No, because I'm still asleep. And if I am awake, then I'm trying to take care, I'm trying to take care of things at home. You know what I mean? Laundry, grocery store, you know, whatever. So, so it's, it's just tough. It's tough. And everybody's not going to pay somebody to do that for them because that person's not telling your story the way you can tell your story. So it's just different for, for, you know, for a lot of people. I just suggest people, if they're going to use social media for business, that they really, you know, they choose a few things. Like you were saying that this person did, you know, you choose two to three things that you're going to focus on. And just focus on that and make it something so simple, so easy, you know, where you can allow people into your lives. You can share a little bit of who you are personally. You know, you can share something business-wise and, and go from there and just share something fun that you like to do. Because if not, you know, wear yourself out trying to do it all. Exactly. Well, before we get off the line, I just want to say that um, – Throughout the years on this show, we've had someone come on to talk about social media and um, specifically for beauty professionals. And her name is Susan Bennett. We've had her on several times before over the years. And I really would like to try to get her on really soon because she, she, she's basically got beauty professionals making six figures on social media, you know, teaching you how to do that, um, telling you the ins and outs of all the different social media platforms, you know, um, just trying to help people who who really want to utilize social media for business. She's really trying – she really tries to help people. She has a lot of resources to offer. So it's – and she's known as the social barber. So if you go to Instagram, her handle is um, the social barber, and um, she she really has a lot to to say to beauty professionals. So I'm going to try to get her on really soon. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be next Sunday, but I'm going to try to get her on it as soon as we can while we're you know while this social media conversation is still fresh in our minds. Um, but definitely want to bring her on. She's, if you haven't heard any of her shows in the past, it would be great to go back and listen to some of them. But I always like to bring her on to kind of catch up with her to see what's new, what's going on, because she always has a lot of new information to share. So I'm going to try to get her on very soon to come share. Because, like I said, for some people, they, you know, they need social media, they 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 want to be more active on it, and they want to be able to utilize it um, for for business purposes. So, if that's you, um, 
we definitely want to try to get season on to try to help as many people as possible. Absolutely. Yep. So thank you, Megan, for sharing that. Yes, thanks for having me. This is always, always great information. So I'm excited. Yeah. So, you know, even though I sometimes I make comments and it sounds real bad <laughs> when it comes to social media, social media is not all that bad if you're, you know, trying to use it to your advantage, but, um, you know, for whatever purpose you have. Um, but it's just that, you know, sometimes it can be a bit much. And, and, you know, I'm just really realizing that a lot of people are now stepping up saying, hey, this is too much. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do it. And I'm glad to see the people because it makes it, it helps you to know and realize that you're not the only one feeling this way. It's a lot of people out here that's feeling this way. So, um, yeah. So it's just kind of good to see, but like I said, you know, use it for what you need it for and, you know, just be happy with it. Don't, don't let it take over, you know, and then just like Absolutely. my sister was saying, just like my sister was saying, don't compare yourself to other people. Cause you know, we know, we know people who, stress to get the content out there and then they don't see anything happening for them. And so, you know, it, it, you, it's just something that you have to kind of take a look at to see what you may or may not be doing. But that may be some questions for season when we bring her on the show to kind of get a better understanding of, you know, what makes those, those numbers grow and, and, and the engagement on social media, you know, the importance of it and that kind of thing. So we'll be talking with season very, very soon. That's all we have tonight. Um, I'm not sure if we're getting on spaces or not. Who knows? But everyone out there can follow us on Twitter. We are beauty underscore talk. And then... On Instagram, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media. And on Facebook, we are beauty talk online. We thank you guys so very much for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. And make sure you guys meet us back here next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll do it all over again. All right. So have a wonderful evening, everyone. Have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.